simply syndicated towers in the United Kingdom, and from our intrepid reporters throughout the United States, comes all the movie news that's fit to listen to. This is Simply Syndicated Movie News. Hello, welcome to Simply Syndicated Movie News. It looks like we've got a little bit of movie news. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of movie news. <laughs> So we, we thought we'd talk about it. It's a movie news show. Um, oh, there, is, there is one other thing that's not on there that we, we should probably touch on. What? If you want to get the Star Trek stuff out of the way again. Is there more <laughs> Star Trek stuff? There, there was kind a very convincing mistake made uh, that um, yesterday a poster... Well, yesterday... Uh, uh, I forget what website broke it. I want to say maybe Empire... Uh, something like that. Uh, release said CBS has released the first t- uh, teaser poster for Star Trek, for the new Star Trek series, and it was just kind of a purpley spacescape with the the the, uh, the Starfleet Delta in the middle of it, and it said Star Trek 2017. Um, and I I looked, checked the wet, checked the uh, the link, and followed a couple of other links, and they all seemed to be going. Uh, they it really seemed legit, so I shared it. And then shortly after I shared it, uh, somebody else on my, uh, I think one of the other Simply Syndicated folks was like, nope, confirmed fake. And I was like, oh, damn it. And then I tried to find a confirmation of it being fake and couldn't. And so hmm. I asked, you know, where, where are you getting it as confirmed fake? Because I went to StarTrek.com and they didn't have anything about it. Uh, Trek Core and uh, io9, all those places, nobody seemed to be saying it wasn't real. Uh and so, but then this morning, uh, I think Trek Core was saying confirmed is fake, but it's not exactly fake. It was just a mistake. It was a, this is what a teaser, a promo poster for this series could be that was up at the CBS offices and somebody took a picture of it and put it online. Right. So um, it wasn't exactly a hoax so much as it was somebody looking at something and taking it to be something it wasn't. So, so someone someone leaked a concept poster thinking that it was the actual teaser poster. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? I don't care about teaser trailers. I really don't care about posters of things. And the concept of a teaser poster is something <laughs> that makes me think the world can just fuck right off. <laughs> oh, I, I don't care if it was real. I don't care. I can't. You can't. I don't have the words to explain to you. How little I care about that. It's less than not at all. It, it's because <laughs> it, oh, what what does it mean? It's a, a piece of it's an image that says we're making Star Trek, like the fucking press release did, and it I absolutely refuse to get in any way excited or interested in the concept of a teaser poster for a TV show. What? It's not even a movie. It's not not even a movie that's going to have a poster outside a theater or something like that. I don't care. Sorry. And there's there's also an update on a story we talked about last week about the, the picture that was supposed to be a Star Trek promo with a guy in a baggy spacesuit in a, uh, standing in front of a green screen. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw that floating around again this week. CBS has said that is not ev- that doesn't even have anything to do with Star Trek. That was, again, somebody posting something they shouldn't have as something it isn't. 
they said that was for a completely separate project, nothing to do with Star Trek, nothing to see here, go home, shut the fuck up. Man, people are just <laughs> desperate to break anything they can regarding mm -hmm. this new Star Trek series. But in, in mentioning that photo, though, you've actually found the one thing that I care about, which is, is just below teaser posters, and that is a photo of a man stood in front of a, some green. <laughs> which is another popular thing I've noticed the internet seems to lose. I don't care about that either. That's a picture of a man stood in front of some green. Come back when it's a TV show on the TV and I can go, oh, I'll watch that and watch it. That's the only time I care at all about any of this. It's I do I sound harsh? I don't I don't wish to sound harsh. I'm a no, little no, harsh, no. but not at you guys. No. It's it's the internet and how excited nerdy people often get about their chosen nerdery. It's it's too much. Teaser posters is just taking the piss. And <laughs> pictures of met, pictures of people in front of green screens is also just taking the piss. It's that's just terrible. Anyway, but you're glad you brought that up now. Anyway. <laughs> Hollywood's richest directors think that $50 for a movie is totally reasonable. Well, Stop. make one for $50 and shut up. Someone explain this to me. Right. We've Re actually covered this on Tech It or Leave It. Mm -hmm. So I, I can go over this with you quite quickly. Basically, you buy a box for like $150, like a set-top box. And that set-top box lets you rent cinema release movies at $50 a go. Like the day yeah. it's released. Yeah. while it's at the, So I would have seen St uh, Star Wars and Deadpool and Batman by now. I'd have seen so many things that I'm waiting for Blu-rays and digital releases of. Uh, but it's $50 a go. So you would, probably wouldn't <laughs> have seen them. <laughs> well, uh, hmm. This is this is the thing. Like that was, that was my problem with it. I was like, I'm all for the idea, but the price is outrageous. Yeah, the I, price I is outrageous. The, I love the concept. If they cut the price in half, they would probably have me with very little trouble. But if what you don't realize, down, if they cut the price down by twenty five percent, then I might. But you have to realize that a lot of this is going to a uh, proper dying business. This is not a venture on its own. Because of your $50, up to $20 of that goes to cinemas. Like, the people who have big screens and projectors, right, who yep. have nothing to do with this box or the movie that you're watching on it, they get $20 when you rent a movie because nobody wants their business anymore and they're sad. <laughs> so you get... So that's why just to not, to not use their business costs you $20. And not only that, it says here, you get two free movie tickets with the purchase to ensure that you eventually do go to a theater. But is <laughs> I would it argue that well, they are not free tickets. No, they they're not. They're not. But I'm thinking of the fact that, okay, so essentially you're still paying a, and you're getting tickets for a theater that the reason you're doing this is because you don't want to go to the theater in the first place. Yes. Yes. It's it's a catch twenty two, you know. It's kind well, of it, it's <laughs> it's part of this idea that failing businesses need to in some way be supported. Um, welcome to the right wing side of Richard's brain. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> this if nobody wants to go to your business, it's because it's a shit idea and nobody wants it. That's the problem. 
People don't want to go to the cinema because the cinemas have allowed themselves to become absolutely disgusting cesspools of human uh, filth and detritus. And so we don't want to go. And so when we don't go and they lose money, they start kicking up a hissy fit saying, but we need cinemas. It's like, well, clearly we do not. But you think that because you've got a cinema. And so you would think that, wouldn't you? Uh, it, it's honestly, I, I don't believe in this in any way at all. I think it's horrible and it upsets me greatly. And the theatres should be thinking of ways to get me in there, not ways to get a $20 tax on somebody else's service. That's, you know, along what if with, every time along you read... tickets thrown in to entice people to you know, come back to the cinema. Yeah, you, you, you paid money so you could watch a movie in the comfort of your own home, and for doing that, we're going to let you come in here and watch a movie with 200 strangers for free. Yeah. Just because I mean, the, the cinema industry has been around for so long, they think that they deserve to stick around. Now, I'm not saying that I think the cinema should die, but if business is declining, that that's that's just the way it is. It's, it's how yeah. time moves forward. Once upon a time, the cinema was the best thing and everyone wanted to go because you wanted to go see a movie, you know, large and loud and right away. But now the way that technology has advanced, uh, people have what is much closer to a cinema set up in their home than they did uh, 20 years ago. Hell so yeah. People are, people are more likely to, if given the option, stay at home and watch the movie rather than go out to the crowded cinema where I have this bitch sitting next to me who's on her phone while I'm trying to watch Batman. Get off your phone. I had to lean over and say, that is rather distracting. She instantly put it away. I almost just hit her instead of saying that. That's yeah, I, I, and I think that like would have cinema. been perfectly reasonable behavior. Also, spitting on her and setting her on fire. Mm. I think are perfectly reasonable responses to that situation. And I know if but, I'd been at home, Nikki would not have been on her phone during the movie. She would have been sitting on the couch watching the movie with me. Now, another thing, we can, we can move on to other stuff, but if I don't say now, I might forget. Another thing that I can tell this proposed technology will do um, a box at home that gets you first-run movies directly to your home. That is going to, I think, hurt ticket sales at the cinema a lot more than they expect because I would say within a week of those boxes being released to the general public, people are going to figure out, tech-savvy people are going to figure out how to rip the movie from that box. And that movie will be up on the torrents, not as a telesync, not as a as a hand cam uh, overdub job, but it's going to be whatever quality they pump it through that box, it's going to be available on the torrents in that top quality immediately. Well, my argument uh, against the box was that I don't want another fucking box. There's also that. I've got so many boxes, and all these boxes run apps. Mm -hmm. So on my PlayStation, I have Amazon Video and YouTube Video and Plex and BBC iPlayer, etc., so if you want to rent me a movie, like all these other people do, can you not just make an app that I don't have to buy another effing box for to put into another HDMI socket on my television? Because it's already full. You know, make an Apple TV app, for God's sake. Why not? Yeah, why, why do your own box? Drop it into an update for you know all the, all the current uh, generation Blu-ray players. Yeah, that and kind Blu of thing. Player, 
if my Blu-ray player can stream Netflix onto my television, why can't it stream whatever this new um, Cinema Direct... We'll call it Cinema Direct. I'm making up a name. Um, whatever they're going to use to send a movie to your house, why can't they just put that into the Blu-ray players like they have with Pandora and Netflix exactly. and, and the PlayStation Channel and Crackle? Who the fuck uses Crackle? And who No the, one does. Amazon no one Prime. Uses. These are all on the Blu-ray players. Just add this to it. Don't give me another box. Yeah. That's that's my thought, and it's. Can you imagine if you bought a Tesla car, right? And every time you charged it overnight, you had to send five five dollars to Texaco because <laughs> you weren't using their diesel anymore, and they were sad. Plus, you get a voucher for uh, say two gallons of gas. Yeah, <laughs> there'd be outcry, wouldn't there? That's just fucking ridiculous. What if every time you Watch, watch TV news. You had to send 20 cents to your local newspaper that you didn't read. <laughs> just, it, just to keep them going. Right. You know? Essentially what they're saying is the cinemas are too big to fail. Yeah, and the cinemas are not too big to fail at all. Shut them all down. <laughs> Shut them all down. That's, <laughs> yeah. Now, if other people want to go and ruin films for themselves, that's fine. I, right. I don't have to. But to the, to the cinema chains, I say, look, I, I was looking at uh, the Curry's website today, just, just browsing at stuff, and I can get a 55-inch 4K television for about £550 now. What you got for me, Cinema Chain? Because I don't think you're beating that, really. You're not giving me an experience that compares to sitting eight feet from a 55-inch 4K TV and a new 4K Blu-ray player attached to it. You're just not. Not coming close. Mm -hmm. And so... They don't deserve my money. I, w I would gladly have paid um, a premium. I would have paid quite an increase for the opportunity to sit at home on my couch with my family, with the lights turned out, watching Batman v Superman on my television, even though my, my television isn't even 30 inches. But I would have gladly watched it on that TV if it meant that I could have not dealt with the crowds, not dealt with the overpriced soda and popcorn, and especially if I had the option to say, you know, pause and review. If I could seek out Easter eggs on my first viewing, I would have been all over that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So maybe it will come. Maybe it will happen. I, I doubt, <laughs> doubt it. I think there's been talks of stuff like this. It's called Screening Room, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Screening Room. Yeah, I'm not, not for it. $50 or not. I, I, there's so much... There's far more with it wrong with it than the price. Well, it's pretty clear that they're. Sorry, I had to step away. So if I repeat something y'all said, let me know. Um, you know, it's pretty clear that they are aiming this at the more affluent moviegoer, uh, because most of us, one of the main reasons we don't want to go to the cinema, other than having to deal with the assholes that are there, is it's just getting really too freaking expensive. But if you know, 150 bucks for the box and then 50 bucks a movie is not doing anything to solve that problem whatsoever. Uh -uh. What what what's the typical? So you're a family of four, aren't you, Rick? Mm-hmm. So so two adults, two children, just on the tickets. What would that be? Well, if we if we went at night, um, so paying full price, uh, it would be 120, more than 50 bucks. Just to get in the door, if all four and of then, us. Went. And then everyone is going to want a Coke. Yeah. And maybe you get a big bucket of popcorn to share. 
and that's like twelve dollars of popcorn because yeah, I'm guessing in Florida when you do a large popcorn, you do a large popcorn. It, it needs wheels, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not not so much here. We're shit at stuff like that. We're we're the land of the. I'll have a large. Oh, is that it? Oh. No, actually, and it's that, just that's the opposite eight now. Is it? Yeah. You know, you no, you no. want you try to get a small soda, and it's six bucks. And it's you know four gallons of uh, and I was like I don't I, I don't want to be pissing the entire movie I just want a soda. Um, yeah, as yeah. as as Mr. Jen and I tend to go, it's like you want a large or do you want to swim in it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so just looking now, my God, if I took a f- Allison and two children that we found to see <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Before the police got to us, it would cost thirty-five pounds and fifty pence. That's a lot of money. That's part of the reason why. I mean, at our house, we—I'm the only one uh, female here, obviously, and also we don't have children. We have cats, but um, just cats the two don't of do us. Well no, they don't. Especially the two that we have. But uh, we usually go to the. Uh, matinee on Sunday or Saturday, depending. And we're paying that's still six bucks a person, you know, six, mm-hmm. seven dollars. Um, and we usually get like something small to eat. Like uh, we get a couple drinks because I cannot have diet drinks and he cannot have regular drinks. So we have to get two drinks, and, you know, and on and on. A and nursery on. rhyme about you too. <laughs> Uh, Peter Piper pumpkin. Peter Peter pumpkin eater. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, it, that's I'm another joke. <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, with all that, we're talking. By the end of it, we're we're talking. Yeah, about twenty five bucks between the two of us. That's cheap, really. <laughs> but, yeah. so, but for yeah, if you got a family of four, five, six, seven, whatever, yeah. Uh, the Duggars don't even go there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, just look. I mean, if I just if it was just me and Allison going, and we we got we somehow traveled to the cinema for free, which isn't happening, and so we get out of petrol costs and parking costs and that, and we don't eat anything there. We don't get anything extra. We just get tickets. Then it would cost us twenty pounds, thirty pence to see Batman to see Batman versus Superman. Now that's going to be out on Blu-ray in three or four months. Mm-hmm. And that Blu-ray will cost thirteen ninety nine. And you can get the and you can get the R-rated version. Yeah, and that's what's doing in the cinema chains right there. That that's what it is. Uh, there's no point to seeing the film in the cinema other than I'm too excited. And the older I get, the more res- the more resistant to oh, I'm too excited. I actually get. Maybe one day I'll be like my dad that seemingly doesn't care about anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Did I already do my rant about when we saw Daredevil and what they charged us for the special theater? No, I don't it, think it, it doesn't sound familiar to me. We we went to see Daredevil, not Daredevil, Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool! Yeah, you did. Deadpool. Yeah. Yes. Never mind. <laughs> about how yeah they they charged us extra to go into the theater that has what every other fucking cinema in, in town has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hate them. I hate them. Yeah, bad things. I'm, I so have noticed they, that my excitement for going to the cinema has uh, dramatically decreased, and and not just because it's going to be crowded with people that I will want to injure, 
but just the 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 trouble, the energy it's going to take to to leave the house and go out to the theater and walk inside, find the seat, be uncomfortable, and leave with a sore back because the I'm now to that age where uh, theater chairs uh, hurt me. Mm. Um, it, it's just not as exciting for me uh, anymore. the The main um, uh, uh, the factor, sorry, the main the, the main factor that prompts me to go to the cinema these days. Um, there are two of them. One is my stepson's enthusiasm is a bit infectious for me <laughs> because he's going to get excited about the same movies I'm going to get excited about: Batman v Superman. Captain America Civil War, Star Wars, etc. These are the films that he wants to go see, and I want to see him too, so that helps. He gets me a little bit excited. Uh, the only other thing that really motivates me to go to the theater is if I don't go and see a movie in the theaters, especially one of the big popular blockbusters that are geek-centric, then that takes about 20% of the podcasts that I listen to and... <laughs> knocks them off of my playlist for the next uh, two to four weeks because that's what they're going to be talking about and I can't listen to them if I haven't seen the movie. I refuse. So that really cuts into my available listening material while I'm at work. Hmm. I still I enjoy the, the, the experience of going to the cinema. Uh, we are, you know, my... My wife's very bizarre work schedule, uh, which she, she goes to work at, she leaves for work at 3.30 in the morning and she's home by, by 1 in the afternoon. Uh, and her days off change every six months. Right now they're Monday and Tuesday, which while that kind of makes any kind of social life impossible, um, it does come in handy for seeing movies because every now and then if there's something that we really want to see on the big screen, uh, I'll just take a Monday off. Excuse me you know, play hooky for the morning or whatever, like we're going to do on Monday, and go see the 10 o'clock show. You know, the 10 a.m. show when there's four senior citizen couples and us. In the, in the <laughs> <cinema>. <laughs> um, my big problem, and, but this has been, you know, for a long time, is just I, I wish you could pause a feature film to go to the bathroom. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I've had so many films ruined for me knowing that I, I need a wee right at the last <laughs> 10 minutes of the film. And Batman versus Superman is almost three hours long, just to warn you in advance. Yeah. 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 Oh, for like the Lord of the Rings movies, I, I like stopped drinking at about noon the day before we went to see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I did the, uh, I watched the first three at the, we did, they did before the first Hobbit came out, they did all three movies back to back in one day at the oh theater. God. We went to see it and there was breaks in between the three movies. And this was the extended cuts on oh, top geez. of that. <laughs> <That'd be exactly laughs> uh, but at least we had like a, uh, about a 20, 30 minute break between each film uh, for bathroom breaks and whatnot. Uh, so it wasn't too bad, and of course, all of us who were in the theater had seen Lord of the Rings like a million times before this. So it was just like a special thing to do, and it was pretty cool. We had fun, and it was in a smaller theater with only like fifty seats in it, so it wasn't too bad. Now, yeah, some of these films, yeah, you're like, <sighs> if you got a weak bladder, just don't even. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> that's one of the, one of the things that convinced me that. While I enjoyed Deadpool a lot, 
And I, re, you know, as you all recall, uh, we were all raving about it, but I raved rather, rather vociferously about it. Mm-hmm. I also didn't pee <clears throat> during the entire movie. It kept me so engrossed that I didn't even notice I had to pee. And that's <laughs> that takes a lot for a movie these days. <laughs> I, I was pretty impressed. Um, uh, my stepson didn't have to leave the theater to use the restroom uh, at all during uh, BVS, which is uncommon. But it, it had his attention, and he was there the whole time. Uh, Nikki had to get up and uh, go use the bathroom, and unfortunately for her, uh, it caused her to miss half of one of the big things that she was hoping to see by going to the movie. Mm. That would be um, at that portion of, of the film. I can't remember if it was like the halfway point or the two-thirds, but there is a uh, fairly brief training-slash-research montage uh, of Batman doing computer work interspersed with him um, doing physical training, which means uh, Ben Affleck Batman with no shirt on. Uh. And she missed about half of that. And she had said before the film, I'm just kind of hoping they have a little bit of that in there. And she comes back into the theater and they're halfway through the montage. She was so mad. (laughs) Oh, I had somebody who'd seen the movie. He said, what is it? Ben Affleck's neck has just somehow disappeared suddenly (laughs) since he bulked up. Uh, like I don't know, I haven't seen the film, but I'll just take your word for it. <laughs> Without spoiling, because you're the only one of us that's seen it, I presume. Um, did you enjoy it, Scott? I I enjoyed aspects of it. Um, I think I would have enjoyed it more if instead of making one film, they had made the four or five films that they tried to put into it. Ah. Hmm. Yeah, this? well, I, I kind of got the impression, being the comic geeks that some of us are, I got the impression it was a mixture of The Dark Knight Returns and uh, Superman vs. Doomsday. Mixed uh, together. <laughs> among other things, yes. Okay. He, here, here it is. It is a sequel to Man of Steel, um, which this, this sequel would have focused on the, the fallout from the destruction at the end of Man of Steel and the public's perception of Superman. That mm-hmm. would have been that sequel. That's in there. It would have mm-hmm. been an introductory film for Batman, which would have stylistically borrowed a lot from Dark Knight Returns because that is the style that this DC universe is going for. Mm-hmm. That movie's in there. It would have been a Wonder Woman introductory film. They slipped that in there a little bit because they can't wait for her own solo film. They have to start her intro right away. It is the Superman versus Batman battle, the one that's in the title. That movie's in there, and a Justice League introduction film. There's there's a taste of that thrown in there as well. And it's okay if you want to have these aspects present in a film, but you have to at least give them each enough time. But when you try to put five of them in there, even two and a half hours is not enough time. Every aspect, of it, in my opinion... Every aspect of the film was given um, not enough attention. It was short shrift for all five of these aspects because they're spreading their focus too thin. That makes sense. It's a common problem with superhero movies that aren't done right. Look at Spider-Man 3, the Sam Raimi one. They put too much in there. And that's what killed the Batman franchise too, was they kept trying to... Wash so much into every movie. You think they'd figure it out by 
you know, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, that you can't just put the like five villains in a film. It doesn't work. And and with and with that, the problem was just villain fatigue. They were trying to shoehorn too many villains into the movie. With this one, they're trying to put entire storylines into the movie, not just extra characters, but mm-hmm. stories to go with them they're trying to put in there. Um, now, having said that, I am certain that I will be buying the movie when it comes out on um, for, for home release, uh, provided that there is um, the... I know they're going to release an R-rated cut on Blu-ray. If it includes the theatrical cut, then I'll get it. Mm-hmm. If it's only the R-rated cut, then I'll probably hold off, because if I buy it, then the little man's going to want to watch it, and I don't know that I want to put an R-rated movie in front of him quite yet. Well, mm-hmm. is it going to be like a, a Batman blowing Superman scene or something? I mean, what are they going to do to uh, make it R-rated? Uh, I, I think it's well, probably going to be more violence and a few other things. Yeah, uh, it's 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 going to be the, the violence that pushes it uh, uh, past the, the R rating. And to be clear, I know that once it was announced that there's going to be an R-rated cut of BVS on Blu-ray, everyone... Well, maybe not everyone, but most of the internet immediately started jumping up and down and shouting, this is what you get when people who don't know how to make movies see the success of Deadpool. They think that everything has to be R-rated. But if you stop and think about it, and then um, Zack Snyder and and his wife, who is his uh, production partner, confirmed this later, do you think that we had Ben Affleck Henry Cavill and all the rest of the cast come back and shoot extra violent stuff once we saw how successful Deadpool was. This stuff was already shot months and months and months ago before Deadpool was even close to being released. We're just putting it back into the cut and we were going to do this anyway. This is not a response to Deadpool. This is a coincidence that they're making an R-rated cut for Blu-ray. But it's going to be added violence and there were some aspects of the film, violence-wise, that even I, I, I wasn't sure that I was really wild about having it in there in the first place. So if they're going to have even more, I'm going to want a way to restrict him to the PG-13 theatrical cut, at least for a while. Okay. Well, truth be told, Deadpool is not the first successful R-rated superhero movie. It was Blade. It was it was Blade. Yes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, but Blade was nowhere near as popular as Deadpool was before the movie. No, oh, but it came correct. really popular after the first one came out, and suddenly everyone was like, "Who's this Blade guy?" A lot of people didn't even realize in the promos and whatnot that Blade was actually a Marvel character. Mm-hmm. Um, they just the went to the movie. Theory. They just went, "Hey, fat vampire flick, cool," you know, yeah. and. Wesley Snipes kicking ass on some vampires? Hell yeah. So that, that's what got people in, into the theater. And then some of them might have realized afterwards that it was a comic book movie, but they probably didn't care. Mm-hmm. And that movie was became, awesome. Oh, yeah, Sorry, Blade is so I, much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. The second one, also fun. The third um, one is... but Yeah, I'm not, not, not a fan of the third one. I'm not also very many fan. people are. <laughs> Yeah, and my what's my problem with uh, with Blade Trinity? The writer slash director. I don't like the script, and I don't like how he directed it. And that was written and directed by David Goyer, who wrote Man of Steel and co-wrote Batman v Superman. He's not a um, totally bad writer. He's done some good stuff because he wrote all three Blade movies, actually. Uh, 
it's just see, when they got what around I wasn't sure about it. I couldn't remember if he wrote all three. He of them. wrote all three, but uh, by the time they got to the third one, neither of the original directors wanted to do a third one, so he just went, well, fine, I'll just do it myself. And he's he's a great writer and not a great director. Mm, and, I'm, not, I'm not convinced he's a great writer, but I, I do, uh, of course, acknowledge he's done some good stuff in the past, mm-hmm. but lately... I don't. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's just gotten too self-important, or if he's just not trying hard enough. But the stuff that he's written lately, I think he had a hand in some of the screenwriting for uh, the Nolan Batman films as well. Mm-hmm. And if you take, um, if you take a, a David Goyer script from the DC uh, cinematic universe, and you put it up against almost any of the Marvel cinematic universe films. One is going to be a lot of fun, and the other is going to look prettier than it sounds. And you can guess which one. Well, the the look prettier in this case, you know, referring to the the DC movies, it's Zack Snyder. I hate to. <laughs> exactly. uh, Someone I was reading a review, uh, and they said, and this is not spoiler territory whatsoever, but he said, with Zack Snyder, you tend to notice with his films, and it's not always the case. Like his earlier films doesn't really fall into this, but they say he tends to go for the look first and the story second. And I, especially with this and Man of Steel, and you know, and Watchmen, and. <laughs> Clusterfuck. <laughs> uh, I mean, Sucker Punch. Yes, and I, I actually, again, Sucker Punch was more about look than it was about story. But if you watch the extended cut, there's a bit more story to it. And it makes a bit more sense. He's claiming the studios cut a lot of the important scenes, which, um, in this case, I have to agree with. But yeah, he tends to go for look first and and story after, make it look cool. Whereas Nolan tends to go with story than look. And mm-hmm. that's why Nolan's films, I have to say it, are better. <laughs> now, Nolan was a consultant for Man of Steel. I think he was a producer on it, but he uh, he didn't write the script. So, hmm. I think he was around basically so Zack Snyder could say, uh, I want to do this with the DC Universe. Uh, I want to do this with Batman in the next movie. What do you think, uh, Mr. Nolan? And Nolan was like, <laughs> It's not my character. I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, I think Nolan was off doing Interstellar, and he just went, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." <laughs> yeah, he, he. I. I don't think he had much to do with the with Man of Steel uh, at all. If he was a consultant, then he was basically around saying, "Yeah, you guys are doing DC movies now. I just finished mine, and you're going to do them now. So, mm-hmm. do what you want. Let me go. I want to go home." <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, there was another. Uh, article I saw where somebody had asked, I believe it was the CEO of Warner Brothers, like, why uh, DC will not do... He said, DC will never do an R-rated film with the iconic characters of DC because they're so iconic and making them into this darker, grittier version. I'm like, you just did that with the past two movies, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Just just without the extra violence which you're going to be putting in the director's cut anyway. But Right, an an extra five frames would turn either of these movies into an R-rated movie. Either that, mm-hmm. or you just drop the word "fuck" somewhere, and it's going to become an R-rated movie. That is how far. It's not, especially, I, 
I'll say it, especially in Batman v Superman with the violence level. I mean, you're, you're pushing that PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. Just take it, take it one step further, and you are definitely an R rated film. So. Uh, well, I mean, I was Warner, already. Warner Brothers execs, don't fool yourselves into thinking, no, we're going to keep these uh, these flagship characters pure and and innocent. No, you're not. Well, especially Batman is, especially the Frank Miller treatment of Batman uh, in the '80s. He is perfect as an R-rated character. Mm-hmm. Uh, just Nolan didn't go that far because I think Warner Brothers wouldn't let him. <laughs> Truth be honest, um, if if Nolan had had a little more free reign, he probably would have made R-rated Batman films, yeah. or at least uh, one or two of them. Especially the second one could have easily been an R-rated film. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't because. Um, uh, <sighs> Did you see that uh, Cinema Sins finally hit uh, Batman and Superman the movie? Yeah, they did, and actually, also, well, Honest Trailers did both. That, oh, that's well. what I meant. Honest Trailers, yeah. yeah. Well, Cinema Sins did Cinema's- the Sins did the first. Uh, he did the first and second Superman, and the first and second Batman. Yeah. And Honest Trailers did the first of both, <laughs> and Cinema Sins tore up Batman uh, Returns oh, majorly. Yeah. <laughs> A lot. I, I watched uh, the the two Everything Wrong with um, the '89 Batman and then Batman Returns. I watched those uh, just this afternoon. Mm-hmm. And he 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 did a number on those. The, yeah. the two honest trailers, I enjoyed those only because they're turning it into a contest, and whichever one yeah. gets the most views, they're going to do an honest trailer for uh, the reboot of of the respective series. So, mm-hmm. yeah. although I so watched they, them both, so I kind of canceled myself. Out. I did too. <laughs> right. I watched both of them. Um, so, and to to move back just briefly to uh, to put a button on your question, Rick, about whether or not BVS is good, whether or not I liked it. Uh, we're going to address whether or, not, different questions. <laughs> whether, whether or not I think you're going to like it. So here's my question to you. Did you like Man of Steel? Because I can't remember. Yes, I did. Um, okay. With the caveat, and it seems like that caveat has been met, uh, as long as they're dealing with the aftermath of the destruction of Metropolis, uh, that if they had just glossed over that, that would have retroactively downgraded the film for me. Alright, well, we'll put it this way. If you liked Man of Steel, you'll probably like Batman v Superman. Just go into it knowing, and this this deals with like, you know, the pretty much the beginning of the film, so I'm not going to consider it a big spoiler. There is another event that happens at the beginning of Batman v Superman. That is what starts the discussion about is Superman good for us or not good for us? They are not discussing the fact that Metropolis was flattened to the ground and somehow has been completely rebuilt since since the, the previous movie. Mm. That is not addressed. There's another event that they use to spark that discussion. So okay. if you're okay with them having the discussion but just not about the actual events, then then you'll probably be satisfied. Now, it's clear from the trailers that Batman does not like Superman, and it's because of the destruction in Metropolis. And yes, that is correct. That is an aspect of it. But all those, like that Senate hearing room that we see in the trailers, that's not about the the destruction of Metropolis. That's about something else. Okay. 
because like I've I've been watching I've been watching the shit out of Supergirl. <laughs> that's nowhere near as creepy as it sounds. Um, <laughs> and that that that's been really confusing because first they said it was renewed for a second season, then we hear that Linda Carter's coming in. Excuse me. That Linda Carter's going to be some character in season two, and then I hear just this morning that CBS released its list of, of new shows that are being renewed and Supergirl isn't on the list. I don't know what the hell's happening with the series now, whether it's renewed uh, or not. I heard it was renewed for a second season. That's that's what uh, two weeks ago they said Supergirl is renewed, and then this morning Supergirl is not on the list of, of the 11 new shows being renewed for a second season, so I don't know what hmm. the hell to think. Um, but... The we don't trust aliens thing is really a big deal in Supergirl. I don't know if it's... Uh, I haven't gotten that much further into Flash, uh, and I haven't been watching Arrow, so I don't know if if that comes into play in those shows. Uh, Flash, it's more about alternate timelines slash universes. That's a lot of what they're dealing with on that show. Uh, Arrow, I haven't been watching it, so... I'd the public, uh, tru- the public trust angle shows up in Arrow in the first couple seasons, and that's a public trust of vigilantes issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have a whole lot of you know public perception of aliens because they don't really have aliens on those shows, um, and the public perception of metahumans is fairly minor because they're they're keeping the, especially on the Flash they keep the focus um, zeroed in on <coughs> and his crew. And the the villains that they face, and not so much the world around them, if that makes sense. Yeah. At this point in the conversation, <laughs> can can we talk about um, basically anything? <laughs> I'm I'm sorry to drag us off. It, it, I'm just I'm just sort of I'm realizing like the last twenty eight minutes have been basically comic book talk. So I just want I just want to. <laughs> Drag us off that a bit. That that's all. Uh, it's Daredevil. It's no, yeah. Let, let, let's discuss my plan to capture Margot Robbie and keep her here as some kind of pet. She is pretty cute. But anyway, that's still Who, kind of that? like Margot Robbie. She's going to be playing Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. Uh, she's really cute. She is. <laughs> uh, the, well, there was there was a. This is related, kind of sorta to. My hometown right now. Uh, there was a decision made here in North Carolina recently, okay. as of this week. <sighs> I am ashamed to be in this state. Um, where the governor decided that um, if you are transgender, you I mean, there's this big discussion and all this, and they passed that you cannot go into uh, transgenders and bathrooms and, and all this stuff. And it was specifically passed that you can only go into a bathroom that you are genetically gender, your genetic gender, you it, uh, you can look it up. But and in how response, the hell do they plan to enforce that? I, well, okay. The argument that was going around here in Charlotte, because it's essentially it started here in Charlotte and it's kind of gone, it went all the way to the state. And I'm just waiting for them to go to the Supreme Court over this shit. But anyway, um, it ended up that it was being uh, uh, discussed in any shape or form because a lot of people were quote unquote afraid that perverts will be going into these bathrooms to rape people. <laughs> like, like, 
Yeah. Of course, the bathroom. <laughs> Damn it, that was... Uh, in any case... I, I've been one. waiting at down dark alleys and at the end of parties. Damn, just bathrooms. <laughs> of you course. Know what? If I saw some chick using a urinal, I, it wouldn't bother me in the least, <laughs> to be perfectly well, honest. Does this, this just boil down to people being afraid of the wrong people seeing their wee-wees? Uh, or something. I don't know, but they were specifically citing that people would dress up in drag and go into bathroom into the opposite gender bathroom and rape people. I'm like, <laughs> do that. And, and yet, where is their concern? I, if if that's their worry, then where's the legislation that says homosexual men have to use the women's room because I don't want a homosexual man coming into the men's room and raping me while I'm trying to have a poo. Uh, uh, because there is no logic to this whatsoever. No, there isn't. But uh, what, what also... is it with Republicans' brains that have? <laughs> they just don't have this whole like I am afraid of X. Is there any real life evidence for X actually existing? That quite that second bit is never asked. These were the kids that were never shown there wasn't a monster under their bed. Are they not? Uh, it's like, I'm I just afraid of being raped by perverts dressed uh, up as... What, what's going to happen is rapists will dress as women to get into women's bathrooms because that's the level of security on women's bathrooms does, by the way. Mm. Like, if you're wearing, like, jeans and a T-shirt, there's, there's someone there turning you away. You've got <laughs> to be in a long, flowery dress to get into a women's bathroom in the first place. You know what those places are like. Anyway, so they're they're going to do that, and they're going to rape the women in the bathroom who will be completely unsuspecting of the oncoming rape because it's a man in a dress. And uh, they think, oh, God, that's going to happen. Maybe it's happened once elsewhere in the world. And they would look and find, no, not once has that ever happened anywhere in the world. But you don't have so you don't have to be afraid of it, and they don't have that bit of it. By the way, I'm just assuming it's the Republicans. Anyone jump in and tell me that I'm wrong with that one at any point? Well, we'll just say the conservatives. That's yeah. a little better way to put it. But mm. on top of that, Georgia has not has had uh, discussions of the same nature, but they have not said yay or nay yet. It's still quote unquote a paper on the government governor's desk. It's not been signed yet. Uh, and already, the reason I'm bringing it up here is because a lot of Hollywood studios, they fi- they've already decided, since North Carolina's already passed it, they're going to remove all of their filming. Uh, if Georgia does the same thing, they will lose a lot of people as well. Specifically, Disney films a lot of shit in, in Atlanta uh, and uh, other parts of Georgia, and they would uh, Georgia would lose a lot of uh, that if that passes. So a lot of... Uh, Film execs are going, uh, you better not sign that shit. <laughs> I, asking the question as a complete and total outsider, there seems to be a lot of correlation between states that try and do shit like this and states that may feel that they lost the Civil War. <laughs> it is a lot. It is quite, unfortunately, it is quite prominent in the South here. And um, you are correct, sir. It's not all southern states i'm the sure there are, there, there are exceptions pretty close but, uh, but well they call it the bible belt for a reason rich <laughs> you, you just never get like oh seattle washington there's been loads of shit gone down against the lgbt community you never, uh, you never it's yeah. always like in in alabama 
Um, oh, Alabama's got their own problems. They have this thing where they've, oh, they've oh, removed, uh, they've removed uh, uh, something about that you cannot get your, uh, black people cannot get their license in certain branches anymore. Uh, it's stupid. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. What? A, the the return of racial segregation in <laughs> Alabama? Seriously? That's Alabama and Mississippi. Richard's reaction with Richard's reaction made it funny. I don't want anyone to think Cause, about cause, the actual look, news. I'll, I'll be honest, right? I've never been to Alabama. I'm sure my preconceptions are wrong about Alabama. But in my head, there are three things in Alabama. Deliverance, Forrest Gump, and To Kill a Mockingbird. That's Alabama. And, and and some of those things are probably not even set in Alabama. I don't even know where, where uh, Deliverance or To Kill a Mockingbird is set off the top of my head. But I, that, when you, can, when you say Alabama to me, those are the things I think. Kid on a Porch with a Banjo and... That that kind of, a couple of X Files episodes as well. <laughs> um, I, I spent a couple of days in Mobile a few years back, and it was very it was very nice. But yeah, I wouldn't live in Alabama for it would take a lot of money to make me live in Alabama. <laughs> I don't know from what I've I've talked to Allison about various things because you know there's a lot of America to see, and we we very much like America, and we've only seen the edge bits. And we've talked about seeing the middle bits, and I, I've come to the conclusion that she'd get us killed, so we're not going to go. <laughs> well, okay. There are some gorgeous places in the Carolinas and West Virginia, up in the mountains there. Uh, but I think you've got that kind of stuff over, over where you all are at, so you don't need to worry about it. If, if you want to go someplace that's not at the edges, <laughs> but you're not going to have to worry about uh, you know the damn Herman uh, people, uh, like out in the Midwest or you know Colorado, Arizona, where you've got the painted desert and the and the really cool uh, stuff out there. Although they do have lizards that will kill you, but uh, mm-hmm. they're they're generally not terribly aggressive. Oh, they kill me when I don't get out of my car. I don't understand. <laughs> well, see, if you come around to my state, we do have the largest lake in the world. And it's liquid for a couple of weeks a year, too. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> so, it, it, I'm just saying that I'm, I'm ashamed of the state I live in, especially the city I live in, because the city I live in is what started this fucking mess in the first place. And I, I especially since we had that uh, a listener who sent in the email the other week about this particular topic. Um, let's just say I do not share the views of this uh, decision. <laughs> well, and um, I am may, ashamed. May, may, I, may I suggest a potential compromise situation? Right? I, I have a, I have a really potential... haven't been in the South. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I have a potential compromise situation. You, you've got to have a bit of give and take on both sides in these sort of things. That's what politics is about, isn't they it? They don't do the C word down here. Right? <laughs> in, in this country, we have speed cameras. All right? The little box that sits at the side of the road, and if you go past it too fast, it takes a picture of you, and you get a speeding fine in the post. Yeah, we okay? got those here too. Yeah, yeah. They invented by the Dutch. Bastards. Anyway, <laughs> we have then the people who put up the speed cameras here aren't allowed to just put up speed cameras everywhere. 
because that would be fucking mental. What they're only allowed to do is put them within a certain range of a place on the road where a certain threshold number of accidents has been reached. So if you've got a certain junction where like three accidents happen a week, you can put speed cameras within two miles of that junction. That's, you know, I might have the specifics of it's wrong. And I do believe that they've kind of upped the distance from accident black spots so that basically anyone could put anyone where they wanted. But that, that was the idea in the first place, right? If there's a problem, you can put a speed camera there. If there isn't, you can't, right? So my solution, my, my, not a solution to the problem, but potential compromise to the problem is this. When three or more women have been raped in the bathroom by men masquerading as women in order to rape women in the bathroom, then you can make it so that, that there's no transgender people allowed in each of that particular bathroom. How's that? There's a compromise. All right. Let me, I need to stop you because there, I think there is a basic misconception that you're operating from. What? You're assuming that these laws are designed to protect women. The people, oh, no, the people enacting these laws couldn't give two shits about rape. The people enacting these or laws women. are worried about gay men being in there. Well, are, are, they're worried about the women that they see being actually being men. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. The, well, and, and even then, and you know what? That's not even the real cause of this. Now, you know, we're, we may be getting into, into conspiracy theory territory, but in my experience, from, from what I've observed, and I have no empirical data on this, the, the crux of all of this transgender phobic bullshit is the conservatives lost the crowbar of gay marriage. That mm -hmm. is no longer a tool for them to use to inflame their base. So now they're focusing on transgender people because nobody likes them faggots. Pardon my French, but uh, yeah, yeah. Now I, you've I, got you've got that. Not only is it homophobia, now it's transphobia, and not only are you dealing with a situation that people are uncomfortable with. I, you know, I am not a newcomer to. Uh, you know, gay and lesbian issues at all. But I only became really aware of, of trans issues in the last five years. So you go to Mississippi, you go to Alabama, you go to Georgia, uh, maybe maybe not Atlanta, but, you know, you know, the backwoods of Georgia, anywhere in the South where progressive is, a, is an oil change company and that's it, or an insurance company. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it is real easy to do an us versus them uh, thing even though there's no fucking way to enforce it, there's no way this law is going to have any effect on anyone in a practical sense. Here is a way to get the cons that the conservatives can go, all right, we lost on gay marriage, but we're going to keep these, these, I don't even know what kind of pejorative terms they use for trans people now. I don't even know any. Um, but that is what, this is all about control. This is all about control and dominating the polls through pointless bullshit issues that, don't have any real meaning above a certain level for people, you know, for the people that are directly affected by it, so that nobody's paying attention to the real corruption that's going on in Washington and in every fucking state capital in this country. I'm going to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't as, think that's as, crazy as at all. Of Michigan, the home state of the Flint water crisis, mm -hmm. and the governor who is uh, 
definitely looking rosy because of that. I say, amen, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, as far as gay versus trans, it's just like, okay, you may, uh, like, they, the whole, okay, so you're attracted to the same gender, that's one thing. And some people have become a little more accepting of it than, say, maybe 10 years ago. Transgenders, on the other hand, people are like, wait, so you're born this way, but you suddenly want to be a, the other? Why? People don't quite get it yet, and it's not really been talked about as much as it has been in the, in the past you know, five years or so. I, I think it is an exceptionally difficult concept to grasp for, for somebody that doesn't go through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, 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 no, no, what, do you remember when we were a, mov- a movie news show? But... <laughs> it, it's it, because yeah you, you have uh, blame no, me blame me <laughs> none of us have any unless you're going through the feeling of not being in the right body i i just don't think there's anything i have no frame of reference for that whatsoever i can i can understand homosexuality that's men who likes men well i know what it's like to like women so i assume it's like that but with men mm-hmm. right that that's easy i can deal with that but what do you mean you're telling me you were born a boy but you feel like you're a girl that makes no sense the all i can do about it is say to somebody if that's how you feel then that's how you feel and i'm not gonna use you know it's all down to not using anything as a reason to hurt somebody it's it's, i don't want to upset anybody or cause anyone trouble so you just sort of go with it and that is on mass, I think of a very difficult thing for a society to to jump mm-hmm. on board with. Mm-hmm. Well, I've had two close friends who were who were transgenders, both male to female, and they were. I mean, I didn't get glorious detail, but they were telling me about their transition and, and various stages of it. So I kind of understood. It. Obviously, not personally, but so I mean. And, yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can I can read about uh, like the procedures involved and and that sort of thing, but the for me, it's the sort of the base feeling of, like, I, I, I don't know what it really, if I could try and define what it feels like to feel like I'm in the right body. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't do that. So I can't imagine not feeling right. Because I know it's weird. Here's, it's here's the it's difference. Hard. What you're saying, Richard, is a good <laughs> illustration of the difference between your thought process and the thought process of the stereotypical uh, radical conservative, which is, as far as uh, transgender is concerned, you don't necessarily understand it, but that's okay. You, you, you let them be. You let them do their thing, because regardless of whether or not you understand it, they do, and that's what's important. Yeah. As far I, as I, the, don't, right. I don't have to understand it. Yeah, but as far as these conservatives go, the ones who are trying to mount laws against them, their approach is, I don't understand it, which means I'm scared of it, and if I'm scared of it, then it has to be wrong, and we have to stamp it out. Do you know, I, I think you're right, and I think there's also a degree of not wanting to have to explain things to kids, because I, I think in in the misinformed minds of these people, there's a link between what you like to do and what you are. And explaining one means explaining the other, and that's not necessarily true. Um, you know, it, it's very simple to explain to a child why Uncle Dave doesn't have a wife, whatever. 
that's that's fairly straightforward and one i think can happily explain that to a child it might be increasingly difficult to explain to that same child what uncle dave likes doing with balloons you know and so i think that these they worry because they're two different things one is what one uncle dave is and one is what, what what uncle dave likes to do and one is no well they're both nobody's business but you know one slightly even less of everybody's <laughs> business if you see what i mean you know we can see uncle dave with maybe uncle bob and that's fine but if uncle dave starts getting overexcited at the kids parties with all the balloons out then maybe <laughs> maybe he needs a time out i'm doing uncle dave down God. this is, uh... this is and, and if if you like uncle dave like balloons that's fine that's that's cool but that's what you do not who you are and i think that that's difficult to explain to children so i think there's the worry that if i have to explain what a transgender person is that's the same as having to explain something like a sexual activity or something that a, an adult would be embarrassed to explain to a small child or, or find it difficult to explain without having to explain a whole crap ton of other stuff and and that's yeah. the that's the problem that most of these most of the uh, the the uninformed unenlightened homophobic people I have dealt with in my life and I was in the Air Force <laughs> so there was a lot of them um, they always okay this is that sorry that's hang on. and 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 again from what I've been led to believe from films a, a great deal of of the American Air Force is Oh no, that's the Navy. That's the sorry, Navy. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Suppose, suppose. I, I got confused. The, the Navy guys with planes, which screws with me. Like, why? What? Be in the Navy or be in the Air Force? Fucking pick one. But okay. Well, you can say that about the Army too. It's like what the uh, and them. There's, and there's, the, there's, um, yeah. there's plenty of gay people in all the services, but um, there's also a lot more homophobic people in the service. Mm -hmm. And um, um, anytime the subject comes up. They immediately, immediately jump to butt fucking. You know, well, they, they they more think of like, oh god, they're gonna rape me in the shower, kind of. Well, it, it's not even that. It's just there's no concept of the 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 emotional aspect of you know being homosexual. Just you know means that you are attracted and love members of your own sex. Uh, in in general, it's not you know it's a spectrum like anything else, um, but they don't think about the love aspect. They just think about oh I want some guy fucking me in the ass. It's like no one wants to, dude. And if, if, and if you don't like it, then don't have them do it. You know what you, the gay you, agenda is? Is let's go to the grocery store today. <laughs> and did you feed the cat? You know it's no different than any straight relationship, except that. There's some mechanics involved that you know we don't need to care about. That has no bearing on everyday life, and you know they always it always gets boiled down to its basest part, and that's the thing that drives me crazy. Is they always you know you know it was like the whole you know well what's to stop people marrying their toasters? Well, no one's gonna marry a toaster, and if they do, who gives a shit? You know, um, Japan marry a toaster Japan. when when clearly a blender is a much better option. <laughs> oh well, we've had people in Japan, Japan. They've married themselves. Look, the, married those people their... have got a whole set of problems to worry about <laughs> way beyond anything in the U.S. They I think a, I think a gal in Thailand actually oh. married herself. Uh, is yeah, yeah. Uh, there's anyway, some the, the mm -hmm. bottom line is 
the politicians are playing on the fears of the ignorant, and that's yeah. where laws like this come from. Because I guarantee you, all of these anti-LGBT laws are going to get shot to shit the first time there's a challenge of them taken to the Supreme Court. Oh, I'm I'm waiting for this Carolina law to be taken to the Supreme Court, mm -hmm. like because it's but, already happened a couple of times. Mm -hmm. That's how come we now have gay marriage everywhere in the U.S. anyway. I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's only a matter of time. I think one of the aspects that bothers me the most about it, and other people might agree with me, they might not, but a lot of the politicians that propose these laws against homosexuals, against transgendered individuals, etc., they don't actually care themselves one way or the other. They don't have an opinion on homosexuality or transgendered or the rights that should be afforded to those people. They want votes. And they know that if they work against homosexuals and, and transgendered, then they'll get those votes. But if you were to find a way somehow to convince a politician to talk to you honestly, and you ask this conservative politician, do you really have an issue honestly in your heart with transgendered people, their answer is probably going to be no. Because they don't care one way or the other. Transgender people do not have an impact on their life, their individual life. But they want the votes because they want to hold on to their power. Because the people who make these laws, they can stay in Congress, they can stay in the Senate for as long as they can keep those votes coming in. And they'll do whatever they have to do to keep them. So anybody watch Daredevil? No. <laughs> I have, I've been waiting because my husband and I watched it together, so we, we have to have a time block to watch it, so we haven't gotten any further yet. <laughs> when we last spoke, had I discovered The Walking Dead? Yes. I yes. still discovered The Walking Dead. I'm discovering season <laughs> four of The Walking Dead right now. Oh, my now. goodness, man. <laughs> yeah, about halfway through season four. I'm well, they just through. they just finished season six, so you're you're almost there. Yeah, Allison's on season two. I'm sort of rewatching it a week behind, uh, which is pretty good. I'm picking up on loads of stuff that you only get from rewatching, because if it wasn't for this, I'd never watch it again, because hmm. uh, it's too serialized. Uh, it's good, isn't it? Well, this the season with the barn. That, I don't see, know. that was season two. Mm -hmm. I, I was okay with season two, but season three is, is was even better. And season four has been very exciting so far. Season three is the one with the governor, right? Yeah. 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 Season three is the prison and, and the governor. Yeah, and season four is still the prison for me now. Don't spoil <laughs> anything else. I'm going to watch the rest of season four later, probably. It's good, though. Oh, it's good though. I've just I've not watched anything else. I'll be honest with you. That's why I'm bringing it back and kind of stalling on it. Watched nothing else. Just Walking Dead, and for some reason, episodes of uh, Only Fools and Horses. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was pretty much all Daredevil for me uh, this past week because I wanted to make sure I got uh, me too all, all of it in because I had podcasts that I had to listen to and I couldn't until I watched Daredevil. <laughs> um, I, so I, got I through, tore got through, through it. Season two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I am waiting for the, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it, inevitable announcement that Netflix and Marvel will be producing a standalone Darede or standalone Punisher series. Yeah, they're saying they need to do a standalone uh, Punisher series. 
I don't think that'll. Uh, I don't know. I was oh. wondering about that because the Punisher. I mean, I think the Punisher is a lot like Thor in that I think he's really good as a guest star or as a as a B plot or or even as the A plot in another show. I don't know that he can carry an entire show by himself. Because, I mean, this was some heavy violence in this season with the mm. Punisher. And I don't know if that can that can be maintained for a season. Now you've made me really uh, want you know, to see it. Like, <laughs> what, what kind of violence? Well, see, R Richard, here, like, here's, a, here's like, a reason you're you going to like it, Richard. You saw Dread, right? Yeah. You saw Dread. That level of violence with the Punisher in Daredevil. Awesome. Right. Nice. <laughs> and, Very nice. Yeah. And you're talking about the, the the newer dread, the the one that's actually good. Yeah, <laughs> the Carl Urban one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, in uh, Daredevil season two, Richard, are you aware of who is playing the Punisher? No. Shane from The Walking Dead. Except he's got his hair back. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? I don't. I don't know the dude from from Adam, but he lo he looks like he face butted a train. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how Frank uh, uh, Frank Castle is supposed to look. But yeah, yeah he they 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 cast him well as far as the look. Um, he played the part very well. Um, now I thought that um, I, Dolph Lundgren not a great Frank Castle. Thomas Jane not a great. Frank no, Castle. no, no! Don't you dare! Don't you dare! <laughs> Here we go. I love <laughs> Thomas Jane as Punisher. Ray hey. Stevenson looked like the Punisher, but he didn't act like the Punisher to me. Uh, I, he, I, yeah, Ray Stevenson definitely had the look more than anyone else. Um, and Thomas Jane, not a bad Punisher, but not a great Punisher. Oh, uh, see, okay, this is where we split. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no more comic book. John, no, no. John no, no. who played Shane on The Walking Dead. I think has managed to give us the definitive live-action Punisher performance. Okay, Be okay. Better than the one with John Travolta in. That was Thomas Jane, yeah. Yeah, better, better than that one, probably, yeah. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see it. I need to get to the end of All the Walking Dead first, but I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna see it, so maybe, like, Tuesday I'll get to it or something like that. <laughs> uh, so did, I, did you I, watch I, season one of, of Daredevil? Yeah, 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 I loved it. Okay. Okay. This this one, in in my opinion, and I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do any give any spoilers here. It just it's this season seems a little bit more comic booky sometimes, which is fine because you know given the material, uh, uh, there were some times where it was like, there is no way he's getting out of this. Oh, he got out of this. Okay, it's a comic book series. I'll I'll let it go. <laughs> um. <laughs> It was slightly less grounded in street level than, than the first season. Uh, but yeah, it's still, yeah. it still definitely carries but its own throughout. Everybody does a fantastic job. Um, oh, what's the actress's name that's playing Electra? She is amazing. Um, oh, um, uh, Elodie Young. Yeah. She, she, she's like Claudia Black, only more so. Oh, cool. Um, she would have been a great Electra, in my opinion. Yeah. I think she's too old at this point. She is. She yeah. is now. But yeah, just I, I realized today. I'm like, who has she been reminding me of? It's like Claudia Black when she was younger. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, but I I think every bit as good as the first season. Uh, 
the fight choreography is a little more uneven this time. Sometimes it's amazing and sometimes it's a little wonky, but mm. uh, I'm still loving the show. I mean, I wa- I don't binge watch, and I ate, I finished this show in less than a week, and I'm busy as hell right now. Um, so I yeah, I, I I have decided though. I'm not sure I like the the dropping an entire season in one go. I because I want more. <laughs> I watched the show in essentially three days. This is the problem uh, with the lack like, of self of, of self restraint here, isn't it? I mm-hmm. I've noticed the same thing. Yeah, you. It, it's the same with any of these where they drop a season. You watch it in two days, and you're like, when's the next one? In mm-hmm. Shit, what? Yeah. Shit. That was supposed because to take they totally cliff at the end of this one. Yeah. It's um, that um, it, it's that December twenty sixth depression that everyone gets. You get Christmas Day and a whole bunch of presents, and then the next day there's no more presents, and you don't know what to do with yourself. You've been waiting well, for these presents for so long, and now you already got them, and there's no more left. That's why we invented uh, Boxing Day sales. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have after <laughs> Christmas sales here. There's not technically Boxing Day sales here, but yeah. Next day, December 26th, we are out shopping. We are mm-hmm. out ready to kill each other over something cheap to buy. And I always just, I, I will not leave the house now on Boxing Day. It's not happening. I'm certainly not going to near where things are sold. But I remember looking at all these people thinking did you all have a really shit christmas then is that what happened <laughs> did, did nobody get anything they wanted for christmas because i got some cool stuff and i'm still using it but hey mm. they all want that cheap jumper ah <laughs> uh, well uh, i didn't get to watch anything this week except my normal tv shows that we usually watch during the week so i can't really offer a whole lot we watched you know like we watched vikings we watched uh, a few other things, a couple of uh, reality shows that we I thought really, this really week liked. Supergirl was really good. Yeah, it was. It was good. I we were watching. We were watching it when we were doing the show earlier this week. <laughs> yeah, I need like a siren sound effect or something that I can play over the thing. <laughs> I was not even I, trying to go into comic books. Hello, it was just, all right. I need it like, like an right. air raid siren, or I don't know. I'll, I'll think of something. <laughs> I think it's something because I'm rigged up now, so I can play well, sound effects to, to you say, over well, the, the the internet. Rich, unfortunately, we are oversaturated with superhero stuff right now, and it's just yeah the way it is. I mean, we got two <laughs> we got two more superhero <laughs> movies like, coming out here in May. It is, I mean, the way it is, yeah. So I'm, I know, I know. It's not. It's not us doing it. It's it's what there is. I get it. <laughs> when it comes when it comes to comic books, especially on television, there's an embarrassment of riches going on. The the shows that I acquire and I watch on a weekly basis, these are all the comic book shows. There's Supergirl, there's Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, Gotham, Lucifer, Stan Lee's Lucky Man on mm-hmm. I want to say it's Sky One. See, I've never seen any of these shows. Wow. Sky One is Stanley's Lucky Man. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's Go- one of Actually, ours. Gotham was really good this week. They actually have... You remember, no, uh, no, now we're recapping <laughs> no, no, episodes no, no. of comic book shows. <laughs> and, and, no, no, and I just have to point that's... this out. Come on, come on. Just real quick. Just real quick, Rich. Remember in the beginning of Batman Returns, and they had, of course, that was with the Danny DeVito Penguin, right? And uh-huh. they had Paul Rubens <laughs> as his dad in that 
in the in Gotham, they have the penguin who is the penguin on the show. He find, he runs into his birth father, and it's Paul Rubens. I thought that was freaking amazing. <laughs> anyway, okay, I'm done. <laughs> it's, it's incredibly strange to see Paul Rubens playing someone at his age, other than Pee Wee Herman. It it's it's rather unsettling. Because he's not playing Pee Wee Herman. You, you saw him in Mystery to... Men, right? Oh, yeah, there's that. Spleen. He, he, <laughs> he, he, he disguised himself so well in that. that it's, he's essentially not Paul Rubens. Because he, he so buried himself in the character of the spleen. Mm-hmm. But to show up as um, Penguin's dad on Gotham was, was a, 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 nice, a nice move. Um, this week's episode of Arrow was... Goddamn infuriated. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. Ah, sorry, Rich. I, I did watch something on, on... Well, I tried to watch something on Netflix that is not superhero-related uh, that I can I warn people about. I don't believe you. I don't believe Go on. <laughs> Pull the other it's, one, it, but... One of, <laughs> one, one of my students... Because we we talked about the we in class last a uh, couple weeks ago the the movie Top Secret came up in conversation. I love that movie. And none <laughs> of them, I do too. I, it's one of my favorites. And none of them had seen it, and so I I gave a quick description of what it was about. Um, if if you're not familiar with Top Secret, it was a, a airplane style comedy movie back when Val Kilmer was young and still had a sense of humor. Um, <laughs> kind of kind of spoofs World War World War Two movies. Um, and my one of my students was like, "Oh, you need to watch this series on Netflix called Danger Five, where it takes it's sort of a World War II spoof, and <laughs> and it's really silly, and and every time somebody dies, their last words are a are, are a recipe for a, a cocktail." I was like, "All right, sounds <laughs> interesting," and I tried to watch an episode of this show. Yeah, have you seen it? I I tried to watch an episode of that show. <laughs> yeah, it's very obviously trying to spoof shows like The Thunderbirds, okay. uh, and and 70s, uh, you know, kind of 70s exploitation films and stuff. But it's really bad. It is. <laughs> it would it would be okay as a like a five minute SNL sketch, but as a as a a 30 minute show, I got about 14 minutes in and couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. The- they're trying too hard with what they think is hilarious send-up of a particular genre. But they're not as hilarious as they think they are, and they're, and they're overplaying it. Is this the sort yeah. of thing that goes on too long? Because yes, I, I've, very much I've, so. Do you know what? There was a film, I think Boz and Casey got it for Ellison. Was it Black Dynamite? Oh. Yeah. And and okay. that had the that same yet. effect on me. That the premise is it's this seventies B movie kung fu kind of thing, mm-hmm. and you watch five minutes and like, oh yeah, I see what you did. It's badly dubbed, and yeah, that you got the mic in shot there. Yeah, that's great. And then an hour later, you're like, yeah, you got the mic in shot. Yeah, it's yeah, dubbed. yeah. Oh, you got the, got the mic in shot there again. Yeah, great. How long? Another half an hour. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Got the mic in shot. Yeah, that's that's very. So I can't. It's these kind of things to me are a five minute YouTube. They're not 
They're not a movie. They're not a series. Exactly. They're, they're just... I, I see what you've done there. Or you do it properly and make it a proper thing, like with uh, Grindhouse. You know, well, even Grindhouse movies. was two movies in it. Yeah. yeah. But, I, I mean, like, you know, like when Tarantino set out to make that B-movie road film, that's what he did. And it was a good film in that style. He didn't try to just parody the style by getting the camera in shot all the time. Mm-hmm. There, there's a difference between um, making a show that tries to make fun of a particular genre, like Danger 5, like Black Dynamite. This production that we're making is designed to make fun of what inspired it. So, and, and that's where they go wrong, because their, their jokes go dry. Where uh, Rodriguez and Tarantino went right with Grindhouses, they didn't try to make fun of that stuff. They tried to make that stuff and allow yeah. the film that they made to make fun of itself. Yes, yes, precisely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the joke has to be more than it's a bit like that thing wasn't that thing crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I don't know. Uh, on Netflix news, though, a listener pointed out to me, uh, I want to say the person's name, I think he posted something on my Facebook profile or sent me a message or something. Can't find it. Come on. Facebook. Or it went in the. F- I'm I'm stalling. I know I'm stalling. <laughs> Come on, go to all met on. Oh, right. Well, someone who did this knows they did it, and thank you to that person. <laughs> it was reminded. I was reminded on Facebook by some person or other that season ten of Trailer Park Boys will be available on Netflix on Monday. And I did a little happy dance. That would mm. be my March thing to look forward to. It's ever so exciting. It's uh, so yeah. I think it might actually be the last series they do, which I kind of feel maybe it's time to do a last season. But I, actually, do you know what? I'll keep watching them as soon as long as you keep making them. I, I think, I think I might be a little bit busy watching Danger Five. I don't think I'm going to be able to <laughs> Trailer Park okay. Boys. Yeah. Yeah. See, that makes fun of people in trailer parks, but we like the characters. They have a story to tell, and it doesn't compare at all. Hmm. Bad example. Can that be it for today? Is that the end of our show? I I think so, because the only other news I had was comic book related, and you're already tired of it, so I'm going to save it until next time. We we know (laughs) everything about comic book movies. I think there is no more news that could be known until a film is actually released. Oh, and well, la- one last bit as far as what we've been watching. I did finally uh, see Ex Machina, uh, which everyone oh, good. on the show has it's been a, seeing. It's a wonderful film. Wonderful, uh, wonderful. I, I finally watched it last night, so now we can say that I've seen it. Yay. Did you like it? Um, yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, it The twist at the end was not what I thought it was going to be, but I was... I was looking for what the twist might be. So very early on, I said, I think that's what the twist is going to be. And I was totally wrong. I, <laughs> I, thought, I told you not to look for a twist because it's not a twist. It's just, yeah, it just sort of takes a left mm, turn. Right. I, I was expecting, okay, if you haven't seen it, too bad for you guys. I was expecting um, Oscar Isaac's character to be an android. I was expecting him to be the subject that Caleb was supposed to be... <clears throat> That, he, that Caleb was performing the Turing test with and didn't know it. I thought at the end of the movie we were going to find out that Oscar Isaac was 
an Android say, you thought I was real, didn't you? See, I passed a Turing test. I thought it was going to be something like that. It, I yeah. thought it was going to be the guy doing the test that was the Android. I thought that was a possibility as well, yes. Same sort of thing. But if we say anymore, we'll ruin it for people. Go and watch Ex Machina. It's a good film. Yeah. There are very few of those. And, and just relax. Don't look for the twist. Just enjoy the movie. Yeah, because yes. it's not a twist. Allow it to take you for a ride. And also, yeah. appreciate um, the, the ever, um, ever decreasingly common uh, small film. It's three main yes. characters and one supporting character in one building. And that's it. That's yeah, it's a, it's a, it's actually a hotel in, I believe it's Norway. Nor yes, Norway. And it's gorgeous, and yeah, they turned it into this dude's house, and yeah. It's, it's a, it's, it's well, that's small. a real place. Yeah, it's, that's a real yeah. place. It's a small independent film, and you can tell that it was made out of love. It was not made by a studio directive. The special effects are nearly seamless, and, and they, they won made, an Oscar. And they're made to serve the story. They are not BVS special effects, which are made to be the movie and make up for whatever might be missing in the plot or the writing or the characterization. No. Mm -hmm. The special effects are just there to serve the story and make it better. You're focusing on the characters. You don't find yourself focusing on the special effects. You find yourself impressed. But you're not watching them the whole time. You're watching the actors. And that's yeah. the type of and, film... And you're not sitting there the whole time going, That's Poe Dameron! <laughs> Yeah, because I watched it before Star Wars. I you know, way before, so yeah. But I've seen him and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, that, that guy's becoming a fucking chameleon. I mean, look at him in Force Awakens. Look at him in Ex Machina, and then look at him in X Men Apocalypse. And the fact that you won't be able to tell that it's the same guy. Yeah, he's going to be Apocalypse in the new X Men Apocalypse film. Yeah, Ex Machina has moved into my top five science fiction films of all time. As it should. It's a very good yeah. good film. It's very strong. I did get a bit of a Black Mirror vibe from it while I was watching it. And mm. I, say, I say that is a good thing because it's a small self-contained sci-fi story that that focuses on the on the drama and, and the and the character interactions and less on the sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So so there's that. Now I'm done. Unless you want me to talk about a comic book show. <laughs> I think we're done. <laughs> Take us out, Rich. Unless anyone wants to explain to me why I should get into the Flash, the TV series. Because it's really it's good. No, 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 I know. <laughs> you brought it up, Rich. That's no, what I used to say no, about no, it. No. It's really good. It's no, really, no, really good. No, and no, on, no, on no, 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 no. This is no. when he's going, la, 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 uh, la, la, la. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to watch the movie Avalanche Sharks on Netflix. That's what I'm going to go and do. Sure, you can't watch Sharknado one, two, and three, and they're actually working on a four. Already seen them. I, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen Avalanche Sharks from 2013. The ski bums and bunnies at this resort are in for an avalanche of trouble. It's got fins, teeth, and a killer appetite. That's a fucking movie. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait! Before we go, I've got to find the name of this movie. There. Oh, what the hell is it? There's like a possessed shark movie coming out. What? Oh, what the fuck is it called? Is it like? Uh, Hang on, Devil Shark or something like that. Uh, what is it with? Sh I mean, I understand Shark Week. I get it. What is the obsession with sharks lately? That's really? scary. You ever well, been attacked by a shark? You wouldn't like it, I promise. 
More people have been killed yeah. in cars than there have been shark attacks. Let's be real. Yeah, but kill a car's been done. That's yeah, Christine, been done. Oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was precisely the one I was thinking of as well. Well, going by that argument, Richard, killer sharks have been done a little bit. <laughs> that, that is very true also. In fact, more yeah. so than killer cars. I think. <laughs> well, I can I only know. give you one example of killer cars, and it was the same one Jen had, so... Well, I, actually, yeah. Christine is due for a remake. I think it deserves a, a new uh, remake. I can't find it. I don't know. There's there's uh, some devil possess, devil shark in Exorcist kind of movie coming out, and I can't remember. Maybe the little pot of horrors guys know about it. Uh, it won't be as good as Avalanche anyway. Shark. <laughs> shark Exorcist movie. Okay, Shark Exorcist is one that's already been out. I, well, I looked that up, but that's... that's yeah, that's an old one. They're, they're, we're not old. It's 2015, but I, I, oh, I don't know what it is. Devil Shark? I, um, I don't know. <laughs> hey, listeners, find a movie about a shark that gets possessed and then send it to us in an email. <laughs> or make a movie about a shark that gets possessed and send it to us. That'd be fun. Right. Um, <laughs> that's that's got to be our show. That's That's got to be our show because this, this isn't right. So thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> um, I really hope you've had as, as much fun as we have uh, doing the show. That wasn't a sentence. And I'd like to to uh, say a big thank you to everybody that's helped us out by subscribing to Simply Everything or us on Patreon or sending in donations. That's all been amazing. And I've put a little update on the Facebook page about that or on our group, I think it is. There's a link to it on the very bottom of our website. There's some buttons that I think I'm going to move because I have to tell you where they are, so that means they're shit. Um, so I'm going to move those, but you can get to the group, and uh, there's an update on our, our recent appeal that we've had. We still very much need your help and support. We want to do well and do better and uh, do more, and we need your help to do that. So if you can make your way over to simplysyndicated.com slash everything, uh, we really need your help and sign up there to give us six pounds a month. Alternatively, uh, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I forgot to mention you get simply everything with that for your six pounds a month with like hundreds of hours of content and shows and audio entertainment on, on a range of subjects from biscuits to something else beginning with B that's not food related. <laughs> I could only suddenly think of biscuits. Everything else left and food related beetroot. That's and night arrows, night arrows, all kinds of shit going off. That's all in there. <laughs> or you can, you know, help us with the three dollars a month on Patreon at patreon.com slash simply syndicated. And it's all very much appreciated. Failing that, write us a review on iTunes, go on SoundCloud and follow us there. All that stuff's on SoundCloud because it's awesome. And uh, yeah, okay, that, that'll do for now, I think. Check out our other shows uh, that will be around on simply syndicated.com. So until next week, thank you for listening, everybody, and we'll see you later. Bye-bye.